podcast our purpose is to positively building men both young and seasoned our goal is to positively impact the lives of men and the effects that impact has on their lives families and communities as a man thinks wants to leave a legacy that will last a lifetime get ready to be encouraged engaged and challenged in this podcast you would expect to know what men go through hear us laugh cry share our personal challenges in this walk of life as a man thinks. We start? Yeah. Yeah, we start. Okay. Yeah, keep going. Well, first hey, of all, I ain't got a Who you are? Yeah, why are you talking about my house? <laughs> well, we President, Kyrie Treasurer. Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah, so we found it, Kyrie, y'all. We was actually talking about the subject of 9-11, where we were at 9-11. So I was actually at home. Courtney said that he was in Atlanta and Kyrie was still in daycare. So we were all just trying to figure out what was going on. <laughs> I was in the 10th grade. I was in social studies class. That's crazy. Kyrie was still in high school during 9-11. That just... Right. Social study class when it happened. They pulled every the whole school came to the gym and we was watching it on the little t on the TV. Right, you know that ain't true, bro. It is true. It's not true. You know you was on the hallway crying. No. Talking about you want your mama and daddy to come pick you up. No. Come no. on, man. Come on now. Look, 9-11. First of all, it's been 22 years since that happened. That's insanity. It don't even feel like it's been that long, man. It feel like it just happened. I was in Atlanta doing some training for Popeyes when that happened. When they, when they hit the first building, I was in a, a, a corporate building, and they evacuated the whole building, told us to go back to our hotels, and it was just... Notice how you tried to make slide yourself like he important and he was in a corporate building. Nobody cares if you was in a corporate building. You was in Atlanta doing some training. That's it. We didn't even know all the other stuff. You was in the I hood. was in the corporate. You was in the hood and in your I elementary school in the hallway crying. Okay, you mad about that, dog? I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm look. I'm speaking on where I was. How you gonna speak for me? 
You told us where you were. Then you had the okay, but wait, wait. Maybe you were in a corporate building, like somebody look, you said. I was in Atlanta doing some training. That's all people need to no, know. No. First of all, I said I was in a corporate building Why? because when 9-11 hit, it hit a corporate building. So I'm relating that to the fact of I was in a corporate building at the time. And who knows? They could have diverted the plane and came to Atlanta. You don't know. You don't either. They I know one know. thing. They weren't going to come to your elementary school and hit that. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. You know, Kyrie's a baby. Okay. Yeah. Listen, no, I'm just laughing because Kyrie still in daycare doing that time. But no, so 9-11, seriousness. Um man, reality, I actually was on was on crutches. So I was I was I was trying to uh, my wife who was married to at the time. We were uh we were dating, she was in college and I thought I was He-Man, so you know we were walking back from her cafeteria, and she went through the fence. There was a fence that was blocking it, but of course, when you you know I was twenty, maybe twenty-one at the time, you want to show off. So she goes through the fence. You know what I had to do? I'm gonna go over trying to jump the fence. So, no, I didn't jump the fence. It was it was a fifteen-foot fence. I climbed. He got stuck at the top. I climbed over the fence. And what do you do to get the top of a fence that's ten or fifteen feet high? What do you do? Jump down. Right. So at 22 years old, I jump off the fence and I didn't know how to balance. I, I, I messed up my knee. I messed up my knee. <laughs> I, I was about to cuss for a second. I messed up my knee. I actually spent that, I want to say September 11, let me hit on Tuesday. I spent that Monday in the hospital getting my knee looked at. The next day I woke up and I actually couldn't go nowhere. So I'm, you know, sitting at home watching TV. And no matter what you was watching, I know I wasn't watching news, but no matter what you're watching, once the first tower hit, everything went towards what you're watching. You was watching something else, guys. You didn't even interrupt nah, that program. That's correct. Yeah, that program. You didn't interrupt that program. You might be right. I might have been watching that. Man, you got something on What's going on? I know y'all ain't going to interrupt me right now. Who is lotion around? Who is lotion around? Somebody come here and see what's going on. <laughs> but real talk though, so I ended up calling my wife at the well, she wasn't my wife and my girlfriend. And uh I asked her and we talked about this all the time. But I'm like, hey, you watching this? And she she said, watching what? I said, they just hit the time. She said, what channel? And my answer was <laughs> all the channels, like no matter what channel, turn it on. She turned it on and actually turned it on like two or three minutes later, the second plane hit. You know. But I just got a question for you. When you jump the fence, right, right, and you felt yourself coming down, and you knew at that moment you had effed up. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's when you knew you had <laughs> try to jump down and break yourself. I mean, once you got to the ground. How'd that make you feel, dog? Well, you wouldn't know as bad as you try, to, you try to play it off, but I couldn't play it off. I got, I'm, I'm good. Like, I, yeah, Ooh, I'm like, oh. <laughs> so I had to get a, I could get an ambulance, so I actually had to call me a cat. 
Hvis vi skal... Not in Kuwait. Tell the truth. We want to say... Any, when you went into the military and you first signed up, was you excited or was you scared? I was worried. I, I was bothered. <laughs> Especially like during that time because everybody was getting shipped off. Like you wasn't going just to go. This like, end right everybody here. Was activated. Everybody was activated. Down these so, I'm in the military fighting by a country and this nigga coming out of corporate <laughs> deal. So, you know, in Atlanta. So, hey, she is what it is, but yeah. But look at what changed, though. I mean, military change, security change, the way you can go through an airport change, right. the gun laws change. There's a lot of things that changed because of that one major event. Bro, that's so true because you still can't even have no hairspray. You still can't even have no big bottles of lotion, which yeah. I know that affected him. <laughs> big time that he only can take a little bottle of lotion. You know, you know my guy, he's a big dude. He like the big bottle, you know, the gallon. <laughs> so, you know, stuff change, you know. You know, so I know he has a deal with Burns now. You know? <laughs> You know, Courtney, we know Courtney could get keep his sunscreen. That's why he got black. So we we understand that all those arrow sprays didn't last for trouble. But just think of that, guys. Think about the things that changed in our life since nine eleven. Look at how we travel. Look at what we do. Look what goes on. Like nothing's the same since those one events. And then the question about it is, you know, what was really who was responsible? Well, there's a lot of theories out there. I know you all have your thoughts on those theories, but what are your thoughts around 9 11? There's a lot of different theories out there. Uh, what are your theories? My theory <clears throat> um, be careful. Yeah. Did, did, mm-hmm. did <laughs> it, it's, it's crazy how, yeah. Like you said, um, you can go ahead because I probably need to my <laughs> let me let, the word. I'm let him think about it. I mean, I, was it planned? What? Who right. did it? Right. Why they? Why did they do it? Right. Who benefited? Somebody benefited. Who was that? And I ain't trying to say no names. In my mind, I got you know some thoughts, but at the end of the day. There was a major sacrifice. People's lives were sacrificed. It was just, this is something that impacted our nation forever. Like, I promise you tomorrow, you'll have tons of news people talking about, you know, September 11. You'll have tons of military people. They're going to, everywhere there's a flag, they're going to put it half mad. Because so many people was impacted. This day will forever be part of our history. Yeah. Yeah. I I have my theories. And I, of course, you want to be, you know, cautious about what you say. But in all honesty, I mean, to think that that many people came onto our planes, you know, it, it's hard to believe that some of that stuff wasn't planned. Some of that stuff wasn't known. Some of that stuff wasn't. You know, it was it was executed almost too perfect. I mean, people flying into buildings and 
Right. It was executed too perfectly. I mean, yeah. and then you, you see what happened with the uh, what is it, the, the Pentagon? Where and I was just gonna bring that up. Like so many theories. You're not even supposed to be able to get close to the Pentagon without them shooting no plane down. Like how did how did that even happen? I mean, you know, it, it, it like like then like flight ninety three. It's a, it's a it's a lot of. What's the flight ninety three? Is the one that they ended up crashing. Yeah. That was that shot down. They know that that plane was going somewhere, and you know they say the passengers, you know, took down the plane and you know diverted it from going wherever to which destination was. And, who was who was recording? Who was just actually, you know, they, all these camera angles? How, how, how many? Where they get these cameras from with all these angles? I mean, it's just a lot of things that you can really think of. Um, you know, two planes. They didn't just take one. They decided they were going to take two. It was a third one too, right? The third yeah, one, yeah, the third one, one got crashed, shot down, yeah. but it was well, three that's, planes. That's the theory. Was it shot down? They say that the passengers were the ones who took it over and moved, and the, and the plane crashed because, but I mean, how did that affect the captain? I mean, yeah, just hit the building in a way that where the whole building just crumbled. Just all of it just was just they. Dangerous. They say there were explosions that happened underneath the building. Right, the first to time bring that it all kind of was attacked. So. I mean, I know people. I mean, I had a kid going, Biggie predicted 9 11. Like, no, he didn't. They tried to blow that. No, he didn't. They tried to, they tried to blow that years earlier. The Simpsons predicted 9 11. Like, the Simpsons predict everything. I promise they do. They predict that little submarine thing. Bro, if you watch The Simpsons, they predict a lot of stuff, which is interesting. Again, we're going to go back to Kyrie was in daycare. <laughs> No, you watch the Simpsons. I don't watch the Simpsons. So his theory is 9-11 and everything else predicted by the Simpsons. Just misunderstand. Yeah, that is some daycare stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> daycare stuff. But I'm, I'm just understand. saying, like, if you watch the Simpsons, they got Trump when he was elected president. They got a whole lot of stuff. Like they predict a lot. You be on you be on Facebook and all that stuff. You see. Bro, I don't see nothing that you're talking about. This is the first time I heard of The Simpsons. It's kind of, it's like, it's kind of like a comment. Do you know how hard it is to get off of drugs? <laughs> no, I, not I don't, at all. Not at all. I don't. I really don't. I really don't. <laughs> we don't, we don't, we don't so, so we can talk about that too. We're going to make sure that we make sure, Courtney, next time we have a broadcast, you cannot wear a black shirt. Right. Come on. We need you to wear white. Come on. You gotta wear gray. Come on. You gotta wear come pink on, D. or something. Whatever come you gotta do. Dog. Look, look, come on. I, I want them to come on today. Right? I've been sipping. I'm good today. I want them to come on today. Cause we gonna tell D to put his hand like this, or y'all can see them calluses on his hands. <laughs> my hands, he know, he know. My hands are good. He know them little bottles. I know. She won that in years. <laughs> my Lord, she stayed right. I'm good. <laughs> Look, and he don't get the cheap dollar store either. Jergens is not working. <laughs> Jergens is not working. <sighs> nah, but man, I think, you know, you know, shout out to all the families. You know, on a serious note, they lost a loved one right. during that time. I mean, you know, I, I cannot even imagine getting a phone call that I know that my spouse, my kids, or or somebody that I love is on a plane 
and they're not coming back. I can't even imagine. Um, so, you know, again, my prayers go out to all the people that are affected, 9-11, um, because I know that even though it's been 22 years for us, you know, for you, it's been 22 years of missing your loved one, 22 years or not being able to hug someone that you love or talk to somebody you love. And I know that that still has to affect you today. Um, we just pray that, you know, you continue to get more comfort. I mean, there's documentaries on, you know, families that have lost people, that people who actually are still affected by being there, being in the area, the asphalt, the, you know, all the debris and everything else. I mean, that one circumstance has affected not just thousands of people, millions of Americans. Um, and I mean, it is a serious note. It is something that's serious to talk about. And, you know, shout out to everybody who's been affected by it, every family that had to go through something with it. Um, you know, there's a lot of children who have parents, not just mother or father. I mean, they have double parents yeah. who either worked at the World Trade Center, who worked somewhere, or had people on a plane and they left people. You know, a lot of people affected say they had like like they care for something like inside the building like yeah, there sure. was a lot of kids that were lost so yeah firemen polices parents dropped their kids off at daycare and went to work and couldn't find out their kids were yeah. that's that's gotta be crushing so i think of people who sat in the inside the building thinking that it was gonna be okay oh it's right. gonna be all right well that's just a drill it's not gonna it's not gonna affect us right and they were showing people like I know I remember they were showing people jumping out the building. Like it was crazy. People what kind of hope do you have to jump out of a hundred foot building knowing that no hope? You're gonna be yeah. like me when you get to the bottom of that mud. <laughs> but, but no, in real talk though, how do you what kind of faith do you have to know that there's nothing else for them? It's crazy. Jump into your death to avoid it. It's insanity, man. It's insanity, man. I'll tell you what, I, I, I'll never forget it. Um, it's something that, you know, I talk to my kids about, you know, um, and, and, I, and I would say even more than that, that is one of the reasons when, you know, when I'm leaving, you know, I'm gonna go to work, or I'm going out of town, you know, I really try to often tell my family, hey man, I love you, hey, you know, I care about you or, hey, you know, you're important to me because honestly, man, those people left home that morning not knowing that they were not going to return. You know what I'm saying? And every morning that you leave and you come back home and you make it back home, it's a blessing, man. It's truly a blessing. You know, so you just can't take it for granted because hundreds of people lives were affected in one day. Not one person, hundreds was affected in one day. And we're still not exempt from it. We're still not exempt from it. I, I swear to you, I thought that somebody would try to reenact that again. Well, I think you always do. You always get on the plane, you're always looking just to see if there's ever going to be that situation. Or you know, I mean, not even 9-11, but look at when you go to restaurants or you go to shopping malls. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't know who's going to walk in and shoot up the place. You don't mm -hmm. know who's going to do nothing crazy 
But we look for it now. We're right. more cautious now. When we're somewhere, we're looking. Anytime we see something drop or something crazy or commotion happens, I was at high school game two weeks ago and a bunch of kids started acting right. The first thing everybody started looking, get the game, they're looking to see what the commotion is. Right. Because you just don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. We've seen high schools get shot up. Football game getting shot up recently. You just yep. don't know. You don't know the situation that's going to happen. It's changed how we do things. Everything's changed. Not just 9-11, but the way we interact with things, the way we see things has changed dramatically. I believe we've become a country that's driven by fear based on that situation. I agree with that. I agree with that. But you have to. I think it's smart to. I don't think you go into a situation don't think that something's there. And think about it. These men took over that plane with boxers. Insane. Not guns, not switchblades, not knives, but box cutters. But I think that, you know, the people on the plane. You hear that? You know, I'm just trying to figure out how they know that. Well, because, I mean, they, they survived to say these dudes had box cutters. Well, they had the box. You know, you got the box in the plane. Black box. They got my box. I'm sure. I'm sure they said, I'm sure they heard a whole bunch of voices, a whole bunch of commotion, a whole bunch of. Everything, but they, go back they didn't. I don't think that phone they phone knew. Phone. I don't think they knew that they just had box cutters. I think they thought they had bombs because they told them that they have bombs, and if you move, da da da. Well, if I am forty thousand feet in the air, and you telling me that you have a bomb, we're gonna blow up because I'm telling you right now, I'm I'm gonna react. Right. You're gonna have to prove to me that you got one because. Bro, like, if all I see is a box cutter, I'm going to try to take your head off. And then we'll figure out the, the, the rest later. And I know that some people might think that that's reckless, you know, because we have an opportunity to land the plane and everybody be safe. But those same people thought that they was going to have that same opportunity. Yeah, and I, I, I get it. I get the hypothetical. However, and we, we got hindsight, right? Hindsight is 2020. We know that they're but when you're on that plane, are you thinking that? Are you thinking if I'm going to be, you know, as, as you know, calm as I need to be, the situation is going to know what they know. I mean, that's why you think with people on, on, on that flight 93, I don't know if that plane got shot down. But if I'm, I think the people on there are pregnant. Yeah. They're like, look, if we're going to go down, we might as well. Off. We already hear well, another place. Fight. Yeah. We already have the planes getting crashing. Right. We might as well just go ahead and do what we got to do because we ain't going to be you know, taken advantage of. And at that time, there were movies of planes being hijacked and, you know, situations of people committing. You kind of think that. You kind of think, all right, maybe this plane will get hijacked. Maybe they want something. They're going to negotiate it all and figure it out. But I think now we know. Right. You let somebody go on the plane try to hijack it now. We don't care what you say you got. Mm-hmm. You're going to get the hell of beat out of it. Mm-hmm. We're going to see if you really do got something. I don't care if you got a gun. You, you got a gun. You ain't got but maybe six bullets. Maybe you got 17, whatever you got. You ain't gonna be able to kill everybody on the plane. You gotta prove you got enough to take out everybody. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm just saying, man. I, you, you just gotta prove yourself because at the end of the day, bro, I'm not, I, I'm not one. It doesn't matter if we're on a plane, it don't matter if we had a football game. When it comes to protecting myself and my family, I believe that you blink out. I believe you blank out. And before you know it, you don't know what you're capable of doing and how you didn't rip somebody's head off until after you come to. But at the end of the day, if I got to protect 
my family. There's no limitations to that. There's no limitations. I'm not going to negotiate with you. It's just like me being asleep and someone breaks into the house, right? But that's a problem. Right. You're going to stay. You're not getting, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm yeah. not letting you leave. I'm not letting you, you know, I've seen a video of this kid breaking into this house and the kid had a gun and the homeowner came out with a gun. And both of them was pointing the gun at each other. And the homeowner was telling them, hey, man, you don't want to do this. You don't want to do this. You made a bad decision. You you know come on, you know, come in. Let's talk about this. Put the gun down, whatever. And he actually did. The young kid put the gun down and came inside and they talked it out. And, you know, the homeowner didn't call the police or anything like that. Well, I'm telling you, I'm not that homeowner. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm not him. You break into the house. You're going to stay. You're going to stay with me. Okay? Because I believe in the fact of I, I don't take nothing from nobody, do nothing to nobody, and I don't know if you're coming to harm me. I don't know if you're coming back. And I don't want to take the chance of you coming back, and next time you get me and you catch me off guard, I don't want to take that chance. So that's not that's that Right. That's just that's how that's me. You know what I'm saying? Please don't send me no hate messages. I'm not talking about doing nothing wrong. No, I'm talking about what the rights I have as a US citizen to protect my family. In your home. In my home. Correct. I mean, we got state. This is Georgia. Georgia's different. We don't know who lives in Georgia. Georgia's a different state. So if you got other views and you feel what we're talking about is different, just understand it's it's, it's what we're allowed to do. We got cities here where it's against the law not to own a gun. So just, just understand that, right? I mean, if you come into Kyrie's house, I'm gonna tell you he got a big dog. <laughs> he got a big dog. And uh yeah. yeah. What kind of dog is that again? King Corso. King Corso. Oh, you got a King Corso. Yeah, he got a King Corso, so you're definitely gonna stay. Okay. <laughs> and and that King Corso is a monster. Like I seen that King Corso, he that King Corso tried to rip the tree down to get to me. Oh no, no. That's dope. So the kids need to grow up around that. That's dope. She don't she don't she don't like she don't like community. She don't like community. Well I was gonna go pet up. Nah, yeah. But I, you know, I didn't want to have to, you know, put his dog down. So okay, you put, don't do that. If you had the gun, or I, would, you know, so I decided that uh, I let it let him live. I ain't gonna do that to him. That boy ain't go nowhere near close to the outside. <laughs> I can see him from back here. I was looking through the, I was looking through the window. I was looking through the window. Looking through the peephole, I cracked the door a little bit, but when the dog started shaking the tree, I'm like, you know what? I ain't even gonna do that. Tree. Second, dog, I'm talking about a big tree. How big is the dog? Well, she's pretty good size. She's probably about 182 pounds. Wow. Yeah, she's big. Dog. And I'm talking about it's just all muscle, just arms, just like I'm looking at a dog, and all you see is neck muscles in the neck, like, like okay. That's where Kyrie Jr. got it from. <laughs> Inside joke, guys. You had to be there. You had to be there. Look what he doing now. 
That's what got my attention. It was, it was, man, it was, it was, it was bad. Well, look, Tyree, man, tell tell the people how, man, they can connect with us. Y'all can connect with us on asamanthink.org. Again, don't forget, we're going to Chicago, so anything that you can uh, give us, we are definitely going to uh, take that. You can also listen to us on Spotify, which that is Brother Deshaun's preference, riding to work, getting to Spotify. Uh, please definitely like, share, subscribe. As a man thinks, thank you for joining us. Peace out. As a man thinks, to learn how to get connected, support our mission, and become legacy-driven, visit our website, asamanthinks.org, or you can scan our QR code to get connected to our chat. You can also email us at partners at asamanthinks.org. Either way, get connected, be of support, be a legacy-driven, as a man thinks.